Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists, but today we got a special show for you because we don't have a rising artist, but we got a legend in the industry, Don McLean. And for those of you that know who he is, you know that he's best known for American Pie, but he's done a lot of stuff, not just American Pie, but that's what people know him. And he's really awesome. I think you're going to love him. So, Don, are you here? I'm right here. There you are. There, there you are. Yeah. You know, you know, when it comes to technical stuff, you just have issues, and you just never know what's going to happen. Well, <laughs> you're 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 worse you're worse than I am at it. I can tell that. So we're all right. <laughs> well, Hi, I'm well, Sandy. I'm here too. <laughs> here's what's bad. We started the show January third. You are 155th interview. Since January third, yes, you must be very we've tired. only had a cu- <laughs> we've only had a couple experiences where the person wasn't live, so um, mm-hmm. it don't happen often. But but of course it has to happen today. Well, <laughs> I'm, we I'm, I'm I'm moving into my Howard Hughes phase. Um, I really don't think uh-huh. I'm ever going to be I'm ever going to be live in a studio again. You're going to have to have me on TV or. A remote from my house, or you know, on the phone, whatever. I'm, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to go Howard Hughes all the way. I think I like it. <laughs> you, you know, uh, the the whole virus thing may have caused that to happen with a lot of people. They're like, hey, you know, I can just yeah. do this from my home. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's right. In fact, I I I bought the equipment. In fact, I was on CNN uh-huh. um, the Fourth of July from my back bedroom. So I loved it. That that is awesome, and, and, and you know, I hate that the virus has happened, but we, you know, I think we're going to owe the virus to the foundation of our show because when we first launched, um, our our goal was eighty interviews this year, and mm-hmm. we're and you're one hundred and fifty five, and I was like, when, when the whole virus happened, I was like, this is our time to shine, and you know what? It's your time to shine. So as we get started here, tell us. Um, a little bit about you. I know everybody knows who you are, and you, there's so much stuff that you've done. It's, I, I'd be a mile long for me to read it all off. So just tell us a brief <laughs> overview of you, you know, that for your for yourself. Well, I'm a singer songwriter, <laughs> and uh, I started out uh, as a um, uh, nightclub singer in the '60s. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times I was the second oh, wow. act on a on a three act bill, or sometimes the first act on a three act bill, uh, in New York at the the bitter end and places like that. And um, mm-hmm. and I was going to school at the same time, so I got a degree from college. And yeah. um, then I joined uh, Pete Seeger on the Hudson River and sang with him for about six or seven years. Um, in his effort to clean up the Hudson River, that was always one of my oh, wow. uh, fun, fun things that I did. And uh, I got a lot of education being around him and the people that he was around. Mm-hmm. And then I moved off into a more commercial area of my life where I started writing hit songs for people like, you know, Perry Como and Elvis Presley mm-hmm. and started wow. having my own hits. And then I started be all my hit records were number one around the world, so I started world touring at that point, and I'd done about <laughs> yeah. 25 tours, I guess, around the world. And um, 
So that led to more albums, more chart records, and then a few more hits in the 80s with Roy Orbison's Crying and Since I Don't Have You and Captain in the Air was on the charts all over the world. So, um, you know, I never had a big machine behind me like John Denver did and some of these other guys Mm -hmm. who were, you know, became major show business uh, personalities. Uh, I was always uh, somewhat reluctant about all that stuff, a bit of a contrarian. And uh, that's uh, about it. It's still what's happening. But the best thing is, you know, that I'm an old man now. So to be to be <laughs> contrarian old kind of works better than contrarian young, you know. So I've got, uh, I got all this cool stuff happening with um, Time Life and the Don McLean mm-hmm. um, YouTube channel. And where they've mm-hmm. uploaded 11 albums and 173 tracks, and uh, we've got this uh, documentary movie in the works called Ameri- the, "The Day the Music Died: The Story of Don yeah. McLean's American Pie," and that is going to also be a children's book and a Broadway play. Oh, wow. So all wow. those things are going to work together. Now, what do you think is the reason, you know, because a lot of people, they come and they go in the industry. What do you think is the reason that you've outlasted a lot of people that, you, that, you know, you're still here, you're still doing it, and you're still awesome? Well, I think that I haven't overexposed myself, um, mm-hmm. you know, in the early mm-hmm. days and became kind of a, you kind of, kind of become silly later on. I, I stayed away mm-hmm. and stayed under the radar mm-hmm. as much as possible. But now, I mean, what the hell? You know, I'm an old guy. Go for it. You know, so I'm uh, yes. <laughs> unloading all this stuff on everybody. And um, it's kind of nice because we have millions of people looking at this site every week. We know that because of mm-hmm. time life. They're very scientific yeah. about this stuff, you know. Times have changed, huh? I'm not sure I like the way they've changed, but you've got to go with the <laughs> flow. So, you know, tell us a little bit about the behind the scenes of, and and I know that this will be in your book a little bit, so you can just give a small piece where you don't give it away, but about American Pie. How did that really come about? Well, that was a... um, What you can say. Well, that was a long, that was what you might call a Hail Mary pass, um, (laughs) because my first album, Tapestry, had come out. Mm-hmm. And the record company went under, and they were oh, actually wow. bought. They were bought by United Artists, but we thought they'd gone away. So mm-hmm. I was working on a second album, and uh, <clears throat> didn't really have a title song for the album. <clears throat> but I had this idea about a long song about America, which I uh, turned <laughs> into American Pie, and that was the title of the album. And then we had a wonderful. Uh, art director who photographed that uh, very iconic cover of me and my thumb. And mm-hmm. um, we had a hit, mm-hmm. you know, a big hit. <laughs> <clears throat> did, did you ever imagine it being so big? No, I never had, I never had uh, the goal to be successful. Um, I wanted to be a really good artist. Yeah. That's what uh, I wanted to mm-hmm. be. I wanted to be an excellent artist and, uh, I wanted to write songs that really mattered to me and sing songs that mattered to me. And yeah. so that's what I have mm-hmm. done and always have done. So sometimes 
when now, you do that, you know, you're not as successful mm-hmm. as somebody who's willing to repeat themselves over and over again. Yeah. You know, they, they find one mm-hmm. formula and they just keep, you know, flogging that one thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, speaking of that, because, you know, a lot of people, they think you can jump in this industry. If you've got a great voice, you can, there's no reason you can't make it and all that. And, you know, and they see the glory behind a lot of the big artists, but they don't see the grind. They don't see what it really takes. And you've been in the industry for a really long time. Tell us some of that side of it. Tell us the, the, um, the grind, the sacrifices you've had to make through the years so that people can understand that, yes, there's glory here, but there is work too. Well, I mean, if you're in a class by yourself, uh, you're going to be very lonely. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> that's true. A, a, a great artist, a, a fine artist, is in a class by himself, and so he's alone. And so it's mm-hmm. very hard to make friends. It's very hard to make have relationships. It's very hard. You're always running. You're always busy. You know. I mean, how can you really create a normal life if you're mm-hmm. on the road two hundred days a year? Yeah. You you become a different kind of a, an animal. Uh, you're just up and move all the time like a gypsy, and you're around yeah. with a lot of other gypsies who are comfortable doing that. So you have your own little movable feast, but it ain't mm-hmm. normal. So that's one thing right there. It's very hard to be a mm-hmm. father to raise children, you know, and be in their lives when you're that busy all the time. So yeah. it's a killer business for that. And it's also um, really tough on people in the business because most of them are not educated. They're Mm -hmm. extremely good at what they do, um, but they're not educated in other ways, so they don't know how money works. They don't Mm -hmm. know how how little of their paycheck really belongs to them. You know, they mm-hmm. they don't pay their taxes. They have people that mm-hmm. take advantage of them because they're ignorant. And mm-hmm. the spiral just, you, there's a million stories like this. So yeah, cause... This, this is just the basics. Meanwhile, yeah. this artist is out there trying to create magic. Mm-hmm. You know, you take a look at Jackie Wilson. I mean... Uh, just a magic artist with a great voice and, and all this stuff happening for him. And he gets worked to death. He ends up in a coma for nine yeah, years yeah. or something like that while everybody's stealing everything he has. <laughs> you know, he's a tragic story, and there's a lot of them like that. I mean, the Michael Jackson story is tragic. The Elvis Presley yep. story is tragic. Even, um, even MC Hammer. These, yeah, I mean, he had a hundred million dollars and had all these friends with him on the road, and such a and, sweet guy, and now he's got nothing. <clears throat> and so it's it's a very common story, and um, it's very rare that you get you know really sharp people like you know McCartney and Springsteen mm-hmm. and Mick Jagger and people like that who know how to take care of their money. But usually they've had a couple mm-hmm. of comebacks before they figured that out. <laughs> That's know. true. Because it happens a lot where people lose it all, and yeah. and, I, and then they're like, okay, um, let's do this again. Big learning lesson. <laughs> yeah, but comebacks are even more oh. unlikely than making it in the first place. Yeah. And I, I've had a few comebacks myself. 
because it seems like that everybody's wanting that next young person. So as you age, it's almost as it gets harder and harder to make that comeback story. That's right. That is absolutely right. And the only reason they love me is I'm still great looking, still sound phenomenal. <laughs> and, I have no lack, yeah. and I have no lack of uh, self-confidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because talking about the whole sacrifice thing, I remember when we, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Still Girls back in 2014. And one of the things that she talked about was I asked her what advice she'd give. And she talked about that if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, please. Go do that and keep music as a hobby because he talked about those sacrifices and all uh-huh. that and how how friends and relatives, they invite you over on weekends and nights and holidays, and they don't understand you can't go. They think you're stuck up sometimes because you, you can't yeah. go. You, you're, you're booked. That's, that's well, when your best money is holidays and stuff. They want to think a lot of things at that point because, you know, mm-hmm. you, again, when you get too far out of the, away from the pack, there's a lot yeah. of resentment. You know, there's resentment. That's true. And so resentment has, you know, people don't want to say they feel resentment, but by golly, they do. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. See, I, I didn't I didn't have that problem because I was never um, a joiner. I was never uh, that. You were more of a loader. Um, yeah, you know, like I, I talked to Joe Piscopo sometime on the radio, and mm-hmm. I would tell him he has a gift. Everybody loves Joe Piscopo. You know, they love him. He's funny. Yeah. You know, he on Saturday Night Live. You just love the guy. You know, I thought I don't have that quality. You know, <laughs> I, I'm a loner, and people don't know whether I'm I'm annoyed or they think maybe I'm I'm pissed off about something, and I'm thinking about <laughs> something totally different than they could even yeah. imagine. You know, uh-huh. yes. Yeah. Things like that happen, you know, and I wonder, wow, why do they think that? I, I'm not I'm not annoyed, you know, but they do. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that may be fake or something that well, sometimes my, my wife and I are at a restaurant or something, and I'm not paying attention. She'll ask, what's up? And I'm like, uh-huh. oh, I'm just hearing that conversation over there. Because I'm one of them that I love to hear conversations. It's uh-huh. so interesting hearing conversations from people. So many times, and, and I apologize to her a lot of times, but many times I'm at a table at a restaurant, I'm listening to another conversation. <laughs> well, I don't hear that well, so I don't have that problem either. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about a little bit of the sacrifice that it takes out there, and it's a heavy one for people before they step into this arena. Now tell us some moments, you know, that are like, wow, you've got, and again, you've got a lot of wow moments. And I, I guess we can start with the Songwriters Hall of Fame. What did you think of that one? That, that had to be a big one for you. Well, that's a big one for anybody. That's, um, that's extremely um, important, and a lot of very good songwriters don't get that distinction. And mm-hmm. um, so, you know, it's a wonderful thing, but I have thought sometimes as I look back because I've always worked I never sat home for three years and did a tour you know Mm -hmm. I've always been on tour since 1968 constantly wow and my life has been one of applause and standing ovations and lots of money Mm -hmm. so I mean Mm -hmm. it's hard to say that anything's wrong with that you know what I mean I mean I've been very fortunate 
And yes. I've been able to have anything I wanted and any time I wanted it. And the the mm-hmm. hard part is, and this is the tricky part, is saying no. Wow. Because you 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 have mm-hmm. these opportunities, you get you get your character tested. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to say no to women, and you have to say no to drinking. You have to say no to drugs. You have to say no mm-hmm. to being greedy. You have to say no to lots of things. You know, they're there all yeah. the time. And mm-hmm. that's sixty years I've been doing this. So wow. really, when you look at somebody like Mick Jagger and you think he's a wild man, he's actually not. He's a very yeah. controlled individual. Mm-hmm. The, that's like I remember an interview with Blake Shelton. He does a lot of drinking songs. And, and he, he, he was talking about it. He says, everybody thinks I'm an alcoholic. He says, I don't hardly ever drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you see, that, guy, right? little, that takes a little bit away from him because, to me, if you're going to sing drinking songs, you got to be George Jones, you got to be Lefty Frizzell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's where you're yeah. Yeah, That's actually one of the yeah. problems with modern countries. You got guys who are yeah. clean talking about things they don't do. You know, yeah. uh, it's too mm-hmm. bad. You know, maybe if he talked about cleaning the house <laughs> or doing the dishes or something, it'd be more authentic. <laughs> That's right. That's like with me, you know, I've been through 19 years of addictions until 12 years ago. And the first five years of my, of our marriage, because we've been married 17 years, first five years was really hell on my wife because of those addictions. So we, we probably got many songs within there that could happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the kind of songs you don't want to have to write. Right. <laughs> but they're there. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather not write there. those songs. But I'm 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 always I'm always trying to find a harmonious way to live. I'm not looking uh-huh. for mm-hmm. trouble. I don't want drama. Yeah. I don't want right, trouble. That's it. I don't mm-hmm. want trouble. I don't I want do- drama. I don't want difficulty. I like things to be nice and easy. No waves. <laughs> I've had so many there waves in my life. You have no idea. And yet I'm not. Uh-huh. I'm, look, I'm not looking for waves. <laughs> well, I've been sober twelve years, so I'm not looking for waves either. No. I, we like peace. <laughs> peace and harmony. You know, we always like to let the artists take a couple minutes, too, to talk about their team. Because, you know, everybody sees the artists, but they don't see the team behind them. They don't see the PR people or the managers or any of that. And I think that they don't get the recognition that they really deserve. So take a one or two minutes to just tell us about the people that make you who you are around you. Well, the person that really, I think, did the most for me was Ed Freeman, who made oh, three wow. albums with me and <laughs> made the American Pie album, because if that album hadn't mm-hmm. been mm-hmm. the excellent piece of work that it was, we wouldn't be talking to each other right now. So Ed Freeman deserves <laughs> a lot of credit. Um, I had mm-hmm. people along the way who helped me and who worked with me, and now I have a a very good PR team in Nashville. I have a very good manager in Nashville named Kurt Webster. I have a very good um, a time life behind me and Warner Brothers and people like that. And I also have this man named Spencer Proffer, who is going to be raising the money and quarterbacking <laughs> these uh, documentaries and uh, other things that we mentioned. So there are plenty <laughs> of people back there working for me who I owe a lot to. That is really awesome. And, you know, we kind of have a third party to our team we always joke about, 
you know, but he's true. You know, I got an eight year old, but we always ask one question to each artist, and we're going to, Sandy's going to get our little eight year old on because he loves this part. And, and it makes us unique, you know. When's the last time you had an eight year old ask you a question on an interview? <laughs> well, there are a lot of eight year olds who are pretty old, you know, they haven't really grown up. So, yeah, it's like, uh, okay. The father said to the son, um, "What do you want to be?" I said, "When well, mm-hmm. when I grow up, when I grow up, I want to be a musician." He said, "Well, you got to make a choice. You can't have both." <laughs> that's good. I love that. Oh, that's right. Here's Christopher with his question. Hi, Don. What's your favorite food? How are you? Doing good. <laughs> now, what question would you like to ask me? Uh, what's your favorite food? I don't quite understand that. Could one of the grown-ups oh, oh. tell me that one again? Okay. What's your favorite food? My favorite singer? Food. Food. Oh. F- yeah. Good one, right? My favorite food, I would say, is probably spaghetti and meatballs. Mm. That's a good one. What's good yours Italian again? food. Yes, I I I love pizza. Well, pizza's good, also. Yes, there's a lot of pizza <laughs> out there. Mm-hmm. Bye and thanks. Nice talking to you. <laughs> yeah, he he loves he, he gets the short part, but he loves it, you know, Maybe and all I... that. <laughs> well, that's great. You give him the bug, and before you know it, he'll be in show business. There oh, we yes. go. Our, you know, we're a family affairs show, and you know, we got a we, we got a seventeen month old little daughter. When she gets old mm-hmm. enough, guess what? We'll plug her into the show too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I'll have to come back when she starts talking. Absolutely. <laughs> good. Enough. So, yeah. so who's been some of your favorite like collaborations that you've done with, co-writing with? I don't co-write with people. I don't do okay. well that way. I, I do everything on my own. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it keeps it you know, sometimes that that's way. good. Yeah, but that's true. There's no <laughs> fighting over anything, right? There's no like, I, know, oh, I, I need more. I don't want waves. I like harmony. I like to keep things smooth. Uh, we understand that. If somebody so comes to me and they want to use one of my yeah. songs, all I have to do uh-huh. is say yes or no, and it's done. You know. <laughs> there you, there you go. Yes, um, that's it. So, what do you think about uh, Madonna doing your song "American Pie"? Was that not? What was that like? Having well, that was a that was a big thrill for me <laughs> because uh, <laughs> Madonna is one of the great um, stars of the 20th and 21st centuries. So yes. by her saying, you know, I think Don McLean and his song are terrific, that says a lot, you see. That's yeah. called validation. Mm-hmm. You're so right. You know, we've, you know, having you on our show is validation, right? <laughs> well, I'm glad to val- I'm glad to validate you. <laughs> you know, so you know, so we're you know we're trying to rise the show and trying to grow it and all that, and we're excited to. Yes. And of course, we'll we'll always have rising artists. That's the foundation of the show. But from time to time, we'd love we'd love to have 
the legends or, and the bigger artists and all that, you know, because it also helps validate the show so that then it helps the smaller artists that we're trying to um, showcase them. Well, I'm glad to have been on your show, and thank you very much for having me. We appreciate oh, we so that. Appreciate One last it. thing. Um, if there's artists listening, what advice would you give them to help guide them the next couple years? Because you've had a long career. What do you think is a good piece of advice to help them go next few years? Well, they should try to find a good lawyer <laughs> who, can tell them what it, who can tell them what it is they are signing in mm-hmm. very clear yeah. English so they know what they're getting into and they're not surprised years mm-hmm. later if things work out well. And um, if they're going to write songs, they should take the advice of the great bluegrass singer, Lester Flatt, who wrote a lot of great mm-hmm. songs for bluegrass. He said, mm-hmm. don't co- he said, don't copy too close. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's the, that is those good. are my two pieces of advice. Well, I have to go now because someone else is okay. calling me. Yep. But thank you yes. for having yes. me on your show, and best of luck to everybody out there until we get through this uh, situation that we're in, and I mean that. Sounds good, and we look forward to having you back down the road, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.